Welcome Wargamers, join your hosts, Falco and Monty, two Canadian wargaming enthusiasts, as we explore all aspects of tabletop wargaming. We roll dice, talk tactics, share hobby hacks, and explore new tabletop systems, all on the Trident Wargaming Podcast. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1. So, hey, hey, everybody. We're jumping right in. Basically, can you play a better battle tech? That's a, that's, that's a tough question. It, it definitely <laughs> is. That's, that's going to be the, uh, the focus on this particular episode. I guess, uh, you know, first things first, uh, hobby stuff. Gotten any new hobby stuff going? I wouldn't say new-ish. Uh, still some of the, the same old uh, uh, fight for the Warhammer world. But um, got some new uh, Wolf Dragoons lately, thanks to uh, Bill here. <laughs> so they're going to be on the docket for, for getting all painted up and whatnot. Um, oh, yeah. For Battletech-wise, like we got, you know, obviously you got tons of other mechs to work on. Still working on the Merrick Forces. Uh, other than that, yeah, just kind of bolt action, Battletech, Warhammer, you name it, I might have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <clears throat> yeah. How about yourself? Uh, well, myself, you know, I also have a Wolf's Dragoons Assault Star. Um, decided to grab a few of those boxes when they went up for the Barnes & Noble pre-order. Uh, it was... Kind of an impulse buy, but very cool because, you know, some of those mechs I don't even have. Um, I was able to do a little uh, soiree trade here. Uh was able to source out a Crusader from Andy uh, for a dirty old Thunderbolt. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a good trade, I think. Oh, yeah. Been looking for a second one myself. So it, uh, it worked yeah. out. I, can, I have... Uh, a warehouse full of uh, mechs, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it works for both of us, right? It does, it does. And the whole reason I was kind of wanting that Crusader is I was looking to get a, well, I guess an actual force. I'm, I'm trying to go very true to the fluff for my Great Death Legion. So I actually have my, uh, my first company. I've got my Command Lance, right, with the Marauder, a Wolverine, a Rifleman, and a Griffin. And I've got my Fire Lance with the Warhammer, Crusader, Shadowhawk, and the Assassin. So my goal is to round it all up with that Recon Lance and call it good. So I need to source uh, another Griffin and a Vulcan. And then they're done. Yeah, Griffin might be a tough one to find, a second one. Yeah, might have to rely on uh, the sweet, sweet printer go boop again, so... <laughs> yeah, the I mean, you know, 3D printing prints for Battletech um based off of obviously MechWarrior line or some custom uh builds that guys have done out there with you know uh their skill in managing to make them look pretty close to a lot of the, the stuff that's actually out online. Oh yeah. Um but it's a great resource for for Battletech in general, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, like 
Catalyst games and or 3D printing your own if you have that uh, ability or if you're buying them whatever way you want. It's it's both our additions and like strengths I think to the game and the community. So um, put away your pewter, bring out the plastic, yeah, and start rolling no dice. Doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Um, but jokes aside, I mean, guys who are, are uh, old school players who have all their mechs and pewters, you know, props to you guys as well. It's it's neat seeing the old minis come out. Um, myself uh, used to have tons of them, but uh, now that uh, the new generation of, of plastic and and resin and 3D printing's out, I've I've found my way with with that myself. So, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, it kind of I guess helps with the community building as well, right? Mm -hmm. So definitely does two two thumbs up for me <laughs> but um yeah so recently i guess uh, so we we did get a game in recently of, of BattleTech. yeah we did it was uh lance right. on lance action so mm -hmm. we played uh, um, map and a half at six thousand bv yeah so we're, we're trying to in our, our local here um, we're trying out some different things. Uh, we're trying out different map sizes to see how to um, possibly, how it affects the game and how it, it could speed up the game as well. Because as most of you guys know, it's a very intricate game with a lot of rules and uh, I guess almost equations, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, a, a lot of uh, tallying of things and whatnot and some bookkeeping, of course. So anything that we can do to like speed it up is is a big bonus, right? So um, again, like Bill said, uh, six thousand BV. We we each had four mechs, and um, uh, we had a couple of different uh, gunnery and, and piloting skills in our in our groups there in our lances. Uh, I was playing uh, my Merrick forces, my uh, uh, Free Worlds Guard. And uh, Bill decided to drop his uh, Merc group yep. for, I think, the first time. Ever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it was interesting. Um, the map size did definitely make a difference. Uh, we, we got through the game in, I think, what, maybe... Four and a half hours? Yeah, for a full something like yeah, that. Full game, I think, around there. It was like I think we were like six going on seventh turn or something. Um, so you know, four four and a half hours is still a long time to play. But like anything uh, with BattleTech, it's kind of a session that you're putting in. So um, going into a, a, maybe a little bit of detail in the game, I decided to make a, a a lance kind of targeting around like missiles and trying to use narc and whatnot um so that was a, a slight little interesting um experiment and um wasn't too too fond of how things were working out with the equipment and whatnot i just found that it was really it was still getting really hard hit 
high numbers, you know, and uh, and even just the other weapons too in the game at the moment. Yeah, so that's true. You know, and like uh, and like on your side, Bill. Uh, I don't know if you found the same. Uh, you know, kind of when we were closing in on each other and stuff. Well, even but, closing uh, in, and you're still needing like nines. <laughs> it's uh, mm-hmm. it's a little bit tough, for sure. Well, there's a lot of a lot of modifiers in the game, right? Which, I mean, right off the bat, you're you have to deal with your your um, gunnery skill, yeah. whatever you decide to go with, and then you have your movement penalties, of course. But uh, that the terrain in between and the range and all that, and you really feel like, you know, okay, these long range weapons, they may not be that as accurate as you think, but I don't know, 80, 90% of the time you're not hidden yeah. at all. So you like, again, you really have to close in, right? It's true. So I don't know the, the thing, I guess the, the, the whole thing about this episode is like, what kind of things are there that can happen that could improve, I guess the game, um, you know, that might speed it up or make it um, more, a bit more action in it. You know what I yeah. mean? So, because I know, I know in our community, we've talked about it too, and we've seen some stuff online that, um, you know, it's, it's a fun game and there's a lot of detail to it, but there's some stuff that feels dated, you know, and and rightfully so because it is an older game yeah um you know but how do you how would you improve it how would you um change things or what could you change them because there is a lot of players in communities that they they definitely do use a lot of house rules for this system right um I, and i think maybe more so in this system than any other system that i've played so I don't know about yourself, Bill, but I think most, like we've played most of the games we've played, we've, we're always playing the same game kind of thing. Right? Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a system I think that needs a little bit of fine tuning, uh, especially to, I guess the best word is to be comparable to other tabletop games. So, you know, we both played Intersphere Forces. It was my first time running actual like you know pure inner sphere and it was definitely an eye-opener um it felt very very uphill and you know most of my max were four or five uh my marauder I was rocking three four but it was it was brutal like the ranges for most of your weapons um you know capping out around the nine mark for some of these lasers and um Again, like looking for majority of the game between like, you know, nines and tens, just it felt very grindy and like it, it, it did very much become like a point blank like shooting fest because we were engaging each other. I'm trying to take advantage of jump jets getting behind Andy mm-hmm. and like we're just blasting away and it's just man, like it very much uh got me thinking on you know, 
Googling up some uh, ways, like, is, is there Battletech tactics or is there Battletech, uh, like, any new ways to, to try and improve or make the game a little faster? Because, you know, it, it still is a very, uh, a very in-depth game. There's a lot of moving parts, like Andy mentioned. So I, I ended up finding a Reddit, uh, a Reddit post the other day and was kind of peeking at it, reading it, and then we started talking about it and very much want to try and uh, using it just to start, right? Just to see a quick maybe try a game with it and see how it actually improves the gameplay, the speed of the game itself. Uh, does it take away from any of the immersion? From reading online, it doesn't seem too, too bad. Um, I'm actually referring to it is a house rule pack that Death From Above uh, Wargaming came out with. It's for their classic um, optional house rules. And they have a really, uh, a really nice little PDF you can download and throw it down on there. And it's pretty well put together I would say uh, some of these some of the house rules in in particular there's two main points that we really wanted to to look at and the one is changing the modifiers for distance okay. so currently the as is rules is you know zero is for your short range, there's zero modifier. Medium range is plus two. And then long range is plus four. Right. Now, how these guys have um, the breakdown, and it just helps with a gameplay, is, again, uh, short range is, is zero. Medium range is only plus one. And long range is plus two. They also have a thing for extreme range, uh, is plus four, which is uh, medium range doubled. Okay. okay. Um, they also have like a note in here saying that running your mechs with three, four across the board um, and playing with uh, tonnage can also be a big bump to help speed it up as well. Uh, number one, your, your mechs across the board are better. They're firing... Uh, obviously better the reduction in modifiers to your ranges makes it a little bit easier to hit on this 2d6 system that we have and you know I, I think just even that being applied to the game would dramatically change the feel of long-range weapons yeah because I mean oh so with those changes, so technically, okay, so you start off with a three with your gunnery, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then you would, let's say your opponent's movement is, is plus two. Yeah. So you're, you're already at five, yeah. right? And then range, let's say it's in long range. So seven. Yeah, and if you ran, make it a nine. Right, and then if there's terrain in a, in the way, so let's say there's one light woods, yeah. So you're you're at ten, yeah. right? So I mean that's already at long range. Yeah, it's still higher. Like it's still high at a ten, but it's better than a twelve or not twelve or thirteen. Yeah, like 
and that's kind of what was happening. Like, I know those first two turns that we played, we couldn't really shoot anything. We couldn't do anything. And we're like, you know, we're running towards each other, trying to, you know, close that gap. But it, it really... There's two turns where you're really not doing a lot. Um, you know, just a little bit here. Um, well, that's true. Because, like, in our game, it wasn't until the third turn yeah. that my, you know, measly little raven actually scored some hits on you. Yeah. Where, like, nobody else across the board hit at yeah. all. Right? And and we were getting, like, mid-range by that time, right? We were all we were all moving as best we could through the terrain and stuff because you all know how, tr you know, trees and hills all start to cumulatively stack on each other for, for movement. So... Um, yeah, it was just kind of, okay, this is still hard. Like, even though you got like behind me with jump jets and, and all that stuff, you would think, oh, okay, this is my chance. I'm going to rip them apart from behind and you still needed nines. Yeah. You know, um, not, you know, not knocking the, the original system or nothing, but you know, if, if you're hardcore on the original system, Hey, that's cool. Uh, all the power to you. I love playing the original system myself too. But it's always nice to try something that could improve the fun of the game. Yeah. So, you know, myself, I'm giving this, uh, I'm going to give this a try with Bill. I am the, the old school gamer from back in the day. So, um, and Bill, you know, he's newer to Battletech. So it's nice to collaborate and try these new things. So, um, but anyways, uh, keep going. Just <laughs> one of the main things that they ended up mentioning, like in this, uh, in this Reddit article is this change not only helps with the 2d6 probability problem, you'll notice it also allows you to play mechs and the respective loadouts more as the fluff describes them. Um, basically the long range platforms the long-range mechs i.e you know your riflemen even your uh, stalker timberwolf things like that that have the long-range weapons erppcs you name it they shouldn't be you know looking for 11s and 12s to hit uh, where typically you know in the lore they are providing long-range support and they're actually doing something um even you know even if you play mech warrior online the guys who have long-range weapons, they are in the back. They are actually shooting from yeah. the back. Sometimes they're, you know, slicing you in the in the rear, taking out your armor, and that's a whole other story. But um, for the most part, yeah, long-range is long-range. You should be able to take advantage of it to a degree. Um, I, I do think that the uh, modifiers would help a lot. And also using the, the veteran or higher gunnery pilot skill three four across the board is kind of nice now that said you don't have to play strictly with tonnage you could just in you know um wrap your games in more bv like we only played six thousand so if, if i really wanted to make it um uh, three four i think we'd probably be closer to around the eight or nine thousand but like that's an agreeable point level that you guys can play and you know still have fun with uh picking and choosing how you're actually going to run your mechs. Um, another 
point that they mention. And a lot of the stuff actually we were doing on here um, is basically uh, using your movement dice as modifiers like on board. And I think a lot of people who play do that anyways. Uh, that just helps, you know, speed it up. Um, using pairs of different colored dice to roll attacks simultaneously. I know we're doing that already. It seems to very much help versus... Even though my dice really suck for that. Well... Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it does seem to help quite a bit. Uh, the one really big ticket, though, on this list... And this is one that I really would like to try is, and I'll just read it quote for quote here. Ditch the cluster tables for missiles and roll a single, a single die per cluster instead. And this is really, really cool. Um, basically, so this is again from the Death from Above Wargaming. Mm -hmm. Instead of rolling 2d6 and consulting the cluster hit chart... Simply take the number of clusters for that weapon type and drop a single die per cluster. So if you roll a 3 to 6, the cluster will hit. If you roll a 1 to 2, the cluster misses. The minimum damage you can roll is 2, no matter what. So if all the dice are 1 and 2s, you still resolve 2 damage. So that's that's kind of a nice blanket system, right? Uh, they go... Pretty straightforward. Yeah, they go on to say, if desired, you can adjust the minimum damage for LRM-20s and SRM-6s to 5 and 4, respectively. This aligns better to with their minimum damage on the cluster charts. So here's an example of what I just said. So you fire an LRM-20 and an SRM-4 at a mech. Both weapons hit. The LRM damage is resolved in clusters of 5. So for an LRM-20, you need to roll 4 dice. You roll a 3, a 4, a 6, and a 1. The 3, 4, and the 6, each of these, you roll location mark and mark down your 5 damage done. The 1 is a total miss, so your LRM-20 did a total of 15 damage, resolved in 5-point clusters as usual. Super fast. Yeah, Super fast. And that, that, that does change... Um, LRMs a bit for yeah. sure. For it, it sounds it's it sounds faster and it it almost sounds better. Yeah. For for that weapon system. Indeed. It and just seems and yeah. the SRM uh, and so uh, the SRM four each SRM is resolved as a two damage cluster, so you need to roll four dice. Okay. You roll it and you get a 2, 1, 2, and 2. Pretty terrible result for an SRM4. Each of those is a miss. However, the minimum damage is 2. So you still get to resolve one SRM hit for 2 damage. And you'd roll your location like normal. They go on to say, like comparables, if you do math on average damage using this method versus the average with the cluster tables, it's, it's so bang on. And, you know, even just looking straight up at the cluster chart itself for an LRM 20, like your minimum is going to be six and your max is 20. Where if you're going this little bit of a quicker way, it's still going to be five, 10, 15 or 20. Right. It just, it really does seem to take extra rolls out of the 
equation. Because, let's be real, like, you're rolling 2d6 to hit. Now you're rolling 2d6 to figure out a cluster. Now you're breaking up your your clusters into chunks of damage. And now you're rolling... Like, it's... It does take a step out. It, 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 it takes the it takes the looking at the chart step yeah. out, pretty much, right. And then, um, on top of that, like you know, you roll a hit, you hit with it, and then you roll per cluster. You know, if it's if it's all misses, then you know it's only a certain amount of damage you're doing. Yeah, you know, and if you're rolling three hits. Let's say on LM twenty, like you said, you know it's going to be three locations, yep. right? You're not looking to see, oh, it's uh, uh, thirteen missiles. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. So, if you're taking like the less charts there are, and I know BattleTech has a lot of them, um, but if it helps with the enjoyment first, I would say, and and speed of the game, which kind of go a little hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's definitely worth trying. Yeah. Right. And um, as for like, they've already, they've, it sounds like they've already like kind of done the research and or play through on this stuff. Cause if they're already saying like, if they're doing the math and they, then they're saying that it's already like very, very comparable to the same thing. It is. Yeah then why wouldn't you use it? You know, in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. I get it. I get it at a tournament level or something. You're going to go strictly with rules as written. I get it. Um, but, you know, in, in your little communities or groups or, or whatever, maybe it's a suggestion. Yeah. To make, make things like we've, we haven't been playing it for very long, but we're already finding like, Hey, this would be cool if it was quicker or, how do we make it quicker yeah. or, or what do we do? Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, And so in this FAQ document, they, they do go on to continue and talk about. So if a missile launcher is equipped with Artemis, uh, the same rules apply, mm-hmm. except you can reroll ones. So, you know, you roll the four okay. clusters and say you roll two ones, a three and a four. You actually can reroll the ones. And on a three plus, they'll hit as normal. Uh, which is nice that if all the clusters miss, it's still the minimum uh, two damage applies, which is fine. They talk about having uh, targets with AMS. They talk about Artemis and NARC. Uh, same thing, basically. It's They have reasonings, too, beside their rules, right? So, like, the reason why they bring this in is for speed of play. It's an amazing thing right. and almost hard to believe that the statistics regarding average damage turn out almost identically to the cluster hits table. In that regard, there is negligible impact to weapon effectiveness, but a great gain in speed of play. Which realistically, guys, you are getting your games done faster, which means you are playing more. That's true. Right. That's true. And and I mean, as war gamers, we all know if a game does drag on, eventually, like, unfortunately, it was one of the things that got me out of the game way back in my youth. (laughs) You know, there was faster games out there, right? But if you love the game as much as, you know, myself, um, lore and everything, and and if it's faster and makes it more enjoyable, 
I'm up. I'm game. I'm two thumbs up, 100%. Jump in, full throttle, hit the override button. Let's yeah. go. You know? So, it, I don't know. It's it's looking promising for it that. Does, it does seem nice try. very interesting. I think one of the biggest things is the way the, the ranges work with the modifiers currently, like as written in the book, and not mm-hmm. having a very high piloting skill it actually seems to suffocate the game to the point where like nothing's happening the gunnery skill and stuff you're 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 rolling dice and nothing's happening there's no actual action right like oh i need you know 11 and 12s maybe that one off time you're like yeah i did it i hit but let's be real (laughs) like majority of the time nothing's going on you're you're almost well, making the game take too long because you're trying to roll <laughs> those two PPCs yeah. that need twelves or whatever the case may be, right? Like, and generating needless heat. It's just yeah. And and the immersion of the game itself, like the whole game is, you know, mech on mech combat, and the more of that that's in the game that actually is affecting each other, like the mechs, like the battle itself. If you're taking damage. You know, and you're dealing damage and stuff is happening and there's criticals and, and explosions. The game moves on faster because there's less stuff to, to you know, have to actually activate. Like if you, you lost your mech, well, you lost your mech. Now the game goes quicker, but, you know, you are still having a, an enjoyable time, even though these... Um, homebrew or uh, FAQs kind of little updates or whatever it's not impacting the game where it's going to make it too powerful for one person right that's the last thing you want Um, but yeah like we've seen it in many games where uh, we were we tried to actually get away from games that were like super super time consuming Mm -hmm. Um, and it has happened in the past, right? Like we've we've had games where if we've played for four or five hours long, and it's just like, whew, okay, that felt like a mega battle. Yeah, you know, it's true. But uh, with these updates and rules that um, they've come up with on their own, there, like I, I like how they not only did they like tackle the LRM, but they also looked at you know Artemis and, and Narc and AMS yeah. so those things aren't invalid right and like the re-rolling of the hit it's more kind of modernized because you do see that mechanic in a lot of um, games like modern games right now right a lot of the other strategy games and, and uh, you know like like the infamous Warhammer and, and even bolt action and stuff like that. Um, the rerolls is such an iconic thing that can be used in every system yeah. to a certain extent. So I do like that. You know, I, I like that they've really looked at that. It's interesting to see. It will be interesting to see, I should see, say and, and play um, with those current uh, rules and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, to see how it, you know how it is like if it's more enjoyable i'm game so and like there's there's a ton of different um 
add-ons that they have in here. Another one is uh, mechs provide cover. Mechs, friend, or foe can block line of sight mm-hmm. and provide cover, just like hard cover or buildings. Uh, rules is written. This isn't the case currently, um, as like you know, you your friendly mechs don't actually block you. But that reasoning for this, like immersion, again, um, to quote this document, we like that a unit can shield their allies from incoming fire. And crowded urban fight will create line of sight havoc, just like you would expect. To me, that makes sense. That seems very, very on par for what what you would really expect out of a uh, urban style, you know, uh, throwdown in Solaris City or whatever the case may be. No, for sure. And I'm I'm actually I was actually surprised that it uh, it wasn't like mm-hmm. that. To be honest, like. It has everything else is in there that hampers you in this and yeah. that, but you're allowed to shoot through. And I get it; like it was meant to be um, closer to a, to a board game at first for that. So they just kind of, yeah. you know, eh. But uh, with the amount of different source books and rule books yeah. and, and technical, you know, technical stuff for the game itself, I was surprised on that. Um, but it also allows players to be a bit more tactical too which which you know brings another aspect to the game because you know nowadays war gamers it's not just very simple uh war gaming anymore you're not just pushing pieces straight ahead to the center to fight the other guy's center there's tons of tactics and detail and maneuvers and and it's no different in battle deck right it's a very detailed detailed game which is awesome and uh be nice to see what else they got in store because i know they have some other stuff like with campaign and all that um as well so but our next you know next time we play and the next time we have our our group play as well we're going to try to uh see if the guys want to kind of try them out yeah you know try try the uh modified um, to hits and uh, probably the LRMs as well, mm-hmm. and see how that pans out, and then kind of bring it back to the show. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll definitely let you guys know how it it affected the game. But like that said, has anybody else ever tried these rules, or have you ever found yourself? thinking or saying the same thing with the current system like is there Hmm. are you are you looking for a way to speed it up is there something maybe your group has done to house rule uh some of these issues or is this kind of like a standard loadout myself being super new like i just jumped in the battletech in june last year so i only have you know six going on seven months under my belt but I, i can see there are some I don't want to say issues, but there are just there's some mechanics in the game that are showing their age. Let's put it that way, right? Um, having a game that is faster would definitely help. I think uh, bring people to the system and also get you at events being able to complete your games. Um, 
also the the big takeaway too and we've already kind of started learning this as well is setting an actual limit for turns Mm, uh, we right. found that having objectives in our games have helped dramatically because uh, it's not just to shoot them up and that's it. it. There's actually some movement that has to happen. You can't just, you know, uh, bunker down beside a piece of terrain and shoot at, at someone all game <laughs> without any movement. Like you actually have to move around the board to try and get these objectives. Yeah. So it's, it's helped. It's, it's definitely... It's definitely one of those games that you will not see somebody tabled. No. With the current, you know, um, with the way the current game is, right? Like, um, we've, again, we've played and, you know, you're going in third turn, fourth turn, and there's not really much has happened. No. You know, not much damage has been applied. And, as you can see, as you guys play the games and you try out these different mechs, there's some mechs that are just, they're walking beefcakes. Very tanky. <laughs> you know, they got a lot of armor and they can take a lot of punishment. And it usually takes, you know, uh, two, three mechs to, to pulverize into one mech just to try to take it out with, uh, you know, engine hits or an ammo explosion or something like that. Um, so having maybe these rules changed a little bit or homebrewed or or whatnot is great to see and again if, like bill said you know if there's anybody out there that has anything they would wouldn't mind sharing then we can check it out or maybe you got yourself your own faq document of things you've implemented over the years of playing you know um that'd be great to take a look at and, and, and check out and try for sure. Um, so I think that's what kind of naturally happens with um, gaming groups. I know with some of the other systems we've yeah. played, it's come up and we, we've had like, you know, actual like player based meetings and we've talked about certain mechanics and games and we, we have made FAQ calls and then we, you know, make it posted as a document on the various groups to make sure everyone's aware and like this is how the general local community is going to be playing moving forward and surprisingly enough there are times you start to kind of poke around online there's other groups just like yours out there that are playing and they're applying the same kind of faqs yeah so exactly exactly that part is uh nice. no it's no it's always a good shake up too right mm -hmm. so um change things around if you can and if your group is willing to and Sometimes you got players that are just hardcore, no, by the book, and that's it, which is fine. Um, but if you're willing to, to implement little changes, it's yeah. pretty cool too. Exactly. So, I, I think uh, the biggest um, thing to keep in mind when you are using these is to have an open mind with them. If you've yeah. never played it before, you've never tried these FAQs, Give it a chance before you're like, no, no, it's not in the book. Yeah, I don't like it. Because that's that'll <laughs> earn you a one-way ticket, man, to uh, not getting the phone call to come game, right? Like, there's always that one stick-in-the-mud dude who doesn't want to play. Well, yeah, <laughs> don't be that guy. And if you well, don't know of anyone who is that guy, you might be that guy. So be careful. 
<laughs> just be careful. I'm just saying, right? Like, it's, there, there, there is a saying like that. It's like, oh, if you don't know any assholes, usually you are one. That's that's what I'm going with that. So, fair enough. But fair yeah, enough. try it out. Check it out. You know, see how it is. I will have a link in the description for this document. So you can actually go on the on the page like yourself and check it all out. Um, mm-hmm. it, it'll take you right to their main page, the Death from Above Wargaming, and yeah, just take a peek, see what you want to look at. Um, I I would recommend it just because it looks it looks like it could actually help a lot. Um, that's the big meat potato section of this particular episode. The other, <laughs> the other part is <laughs> being a clan kid. I definitely feel that it is super uphill playing Intersphere versus Clan. Uh, Intersphere versus Intersphere didn't feel too unbalanced. It actually felt pretty fun overall, especially on some of the uh, what's the word not as advanced mechs you know like the rifleman i had i had 16 16 slots for heat not double heat sinks just 16 single heat sinks and i was like 16 what like <laughs> it was it was yeah. not that much and uh there was a point in their game where i maxed that that turret out like all the way like i generated <laughs> 40 plus heat and i shut down I yeah. also got my leg blown yeah. off and fell down and was unconscious, unconscious and, and he yeah. was dead anyways, right? So I'm glad I alphaed when I had the chance, but it was insanity. I was like, 16, that's crazy, you know? I'm used to 26 to 30 plus double heat sinks usually. Yeah, from I, I, I do remember a point in our game um, where Bill did mention that he, he definitely felt humbled by playing as inner i did oh yeah um just because he is so used to playing as um as clans as i introduced him into (laughs) the power of the clans um but it's good to see the fact that you know he's realized too that oh wow okay i I get why people play inner sphere but but yeah this this could be tough it, it definitely, definitely could be like, tough, and that's you're, you know, that was the whole kind of mindset behind putting together that Merc unit is for something to be able to play if we're going to be playing early era succession wars, uh, anything pre clan invasion. It, it was to have a force that I could run around and still play and have fun with the guys. Yep. But yep, like, sure. I'll be, I'll be honest. If I have a choice, I'm going to go clan all the way because one, like. Crusaders are really trying to fulfill Kerensky's vision for the Inner Sphere. And uh, <laughs> I like the tech. I won't lie. Well, the tech is a big advantage for sure. Like, there's no mm-hmm. denying that. It, it, it's a big, big advantage for sure. Like, sometimes it's um, almost double the range, right? <laughs> like, it's insane. And, 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 and we're talking, I mean, we're talking clan invasion era, right? And, like, more like early mid invasion mm-hmm. era um 
we we haven't really gotten to some of the other eras yet. There's come been kind of some sneak peeks of stuff, but you know, you look at some of the weaponry and you're like, what the heck is that? Um, but that that'll be coming down the pipe later on, probably in the year or so. But um, for the mainstay, yeah, you can definitely feel that advantage. Yeah. Um, just just in ranges, right? Never mind you know, heat sinks and stuff, but like range of weaponry is, is completely different. So that's, um, that's the one main thing I, I noticed too is my, my, and here's my quick, really rough takeaway is inner sphere, tanky, tanky builds like tanky mechs, crap range and okay. Heat sinks. But inner sphere on inner sphere can be quite a slugfest because they are so tanky. Whereas, you know, the clan, yes. not as tanky, very much glass cannon, but can deal the damage out way more, like a lot more damage, a lot farther away, better heat management. So I, I can see where there that is kind of the balancing factor is... You still have to chew through a ton of armor on inner sphere units, and in return, like you are getting hit, it might be harder for the inner sphere to you know get into close range to use their full potential, but you can't take as much of a punishment. And that that I would say that goes um, depending on the mechs that you're picking, mm-hmm. of course. Like there are some clan mechs that are just as big. As, as some of the inner sphere mechs, right? Their counterparts. And not only are they big, but they have the weaponry to match, right? Because they, they have, they just have more weaponry and they have better tech and XL engines yeah. and, you know, everything's built in. Um, but at the same time, you can find inner sphere mechs that can go toe to toe with them, right? Um, some of the earlier mechs for Intersphere, yes. And and this is the thing with, with playing the game without custom mechs is you have a gazillion mechs to pick yeah. out of. And yes, there's a lot of them that are just not that great. And yes, there are some that are decent and others that are well-equipped, right? So depending on what you're doing, what you're playing, how you're playing, who you're playing, you know, yeah, you can have that battle. You can have that toe-to-toe fight. Um, You can say to yourself, you know what, I like these mechs because they got lots of armor. They're okay on weaponry, but I'm not worried about that. They're going to slug it out, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, You got clan who have way more speed, but usually when you look at their speed and you look at their armor, it's like, oh. Okay, uh, why does my 55-tonner have more armor than my 65-tonner? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and that, and that comes about on, on um, just designs. And I do like how they've, they've gone through and they've made these designs. And um, not, not every design of mech is, you know, the perfect mech, right? Like... There's a there's a mad dog that I think has the two gauze rifles and that's all it has. Yeah. Not not my cup of tea. No, not ideal. 
right? Like when I think gauze rifles, I'm thinking like assault mechs have these on them, like large assault mechs, right? They cost a ton of tons and they're high damage. So hopefully the thing has two of them. <laughs> no doubt. But the mech also has six medium lasers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas you try to put one of those on a on a mech and it's like, that's its only weapon. That's a lighter mech. You know? Oh, Hollander. That's all I got. But I got one point of armor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, so, I mean, overall, the game itself is pretty cool for that. So many designs and there's so much out there. Like, the amount of PDFs I have for for mech sheets is crazy. Um, but it's cool because, like, I I brought out, uh, what was it? An Awesome, a Raven, an Orion, and what else did I have? I can't remember what I had. Trebuchet. But, um, trebuchet. Yeah. That's a little bastard that would trebuchet. Die. So, yeah. <laughs> And and actually, besides the Raven, he was the next lightest armored. Um, but you know, three out of those four mechs I haven't played. Yeah. And I tried to. I looked at the mechs and I was like, okay, you know what? I think, I think you know, House Merrick or uh, you know, Free Worlds League would employ these kind of mechs in their armies and stuff like that, right? And um, try to do the LRM thing, you know using narc this and that so i tried to change it up from my steiner forces which is cool right and like yeah some of the variants are not that great some of them are yeah. some of them have better tech er ranges you know um stay away from xl engines if you're in your sphere stay away and, from anything and, with ballistics just let me know <laughs> well it's it, see and here's the thing too unless is, you have case that's um, sweet sweet case yeah, <laughs> case can still yeah, um, you know it, it's unless you're getting those critical hits, like the XL engine for Sphere isn't a big big. Um, maybe you guys disagree with me. It's not a huge huge worry, but it's always a worry because you lose that right left torso, you're done, yeah. right? But. Um, on the tabletop, you know, and, and I guess this is comparing to like MechWarrior Online, but on the tabletop, you you take a hit, you're still okay, right? Yeah. Like they they still have to strip you of that torso, and, it, and that takes a long time. Yeah, it does. Um, right, unless you're getting pummeled by four mechs, and then it's game that's over. That's true. I, I think that was the that was probably the most enjoyable part of playing the Mercs was double or triple teaming a mech without without breaking <laughs> any clan honor you know like that part was fun it yeah. felt underhanded and fun at the same time um i i definitely yeah i look forward to you know playing them more just to you know really get the experience with the older style tech <laughs> so oh, yeah and that's and that's where like doing succession succession wars is is uh, is a great way yeah. to start right like everybody's using the same tech or close to same tech and just give her yeah but then that's the beautiful thing of battle tech and it's like we've said before it's anytime you're playing battle tech compared to a lot of other games you are putting in a session 
It is for sure. It's 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 like the old D and D club guys getting together. You know, guys and girls getting together playing D and D. Right? You're you're sitting there playing for a few hours. Now, obviously, I mean, this episode we're trying to talk about some things of trying to improve the speed of the game because, again, more games you get in, mm-hmm. the better. But the beautiful thing about BattleTech is it is a universe, it is a game where almost each player could be like a game master. They can bring anything to the table and say, hey guys, you guys want to try this out because I think it can speed up our games. Or I think this is a bit better. Or, you know what, I have an idea of running something you guys want to play, let's do it. So, um, and that's one of the big reasons I love Battletech. Not only do they have just this tabletop mech on mech action, fighting each other, you know, grinding and out, ammo explosions, you know, PPC to the head knocks your pilot right out of the game. Um, it also can have a kind of role playing aspect to it as well. They do have Destiny. Um, they used to have Mech Warrior way back when. Um, but ultimately, you guys as a community and a player-based team, you guys can come up with anything for it. And that's the beautiful beautiful part about it, right? Set aside, you know, tournaments and stuff like that. If you've got a, you got a solid crew that you want to play with, five, six guys, and that's the guys you're playing with, and you come up with stuff, we'd like to hear about Definitely. it. Definitely. You know, it's 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 that, gra- you know, reaching out for that fun, you know, and um, that's what I'm all about is is doing that stuff, yeah. especially with gaming. <laughs> oh, speaking of gaming, I know if uh, you have followed some of the previous episodes, you would know that uh, Andy was rocking Somerset Strikers. I'm rocking Clan Jade Falcon. We are planning Somerset. on doing our mission two. Uh, just got to get you know some mechs painted up and ready for that. I think that'll be early February. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, getting that going, where we can actually we take some pics, uh, show a little bit of the uh, action. Yep, yep. We uh, we should definitely try to implement these topics and rulings into that game i agree i think it would be yeah a lot of fun to experiment with definitely because our, our next fight is um it's fairly large yeah it is right we've we've mentioned on the one of the episodes last year but uh, i do have a lance of somerset strikers and then bill i believe i think you have a like lot. Two, two, two stars, stars or something yeah. like that? I'm pretty sure it's uh, four summoners, two Timberwolves, uh, two Mad Dogs, and I believe it is two Hunchback. Mm. Yeah, and pretty much I have to survive. Yeah. I start off... <laughs> the reinforcements yeah, get I start here. off the edge of the board at 13 heat because I've been running in the hot sun for a long time. And uh, yeah, he's just... He's got to survive. He's got to hold out. So, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And it also gives us some insight on 
um, these missions that are in some of these older mm -hmm. books. So see how it plays out. Because um, I know we're going to be actually looking into to creating our own missions as well uh, for just, you know, future games and future events as well, right? So hopefully, uh, I think hopefully this year, possibly get some kind of local event. Yeah. Going on for Battletech. Yeah, that's... Uh, which would be cool. There are many... Many, many wheels in motion trying to get everything ready uh, for for actual events locally. Uh, once once everything kind of stabilizes, I guess, <laughs> then, uh, then we'll yeah. definitely be hitting it hard. Um, most likely it'll probably be multi-system so you can really get uh, a good spread of action. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, we'll definitely... Definitely pick up the Battletech talk again and, uh, you know, hit us up, comments, questions, anything that you uh, have heard on the episode or things that you just heard in passing or even if there's just things that you have as suggestions, uh, please let us know. Uh, you can fire it up to our email, the Facebook, Instagram, lots of different ways to interact with you guys. So definitely check it out. Uh, keep using that hashtag Trident Wargaming. We really like seeing all the pictures and uh, all the all the models and everything that you guys are posting. So um, that's half the fun, right? Is watching and looking at everyone else's uh, posts. And yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely uh, you know make the jump. We'll start getting some more episodes going. Exactly. Well, thanks uh, for tuning in on this episode, the first one of the yep. year. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Catch you. Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it.